Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Maybe. Yes, sir! Michiana's sports leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT presents... Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show. I'm a big believer in fate. I have a good feeling about this. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm John Hoffman in for Darren Pritchett on the Golf Show today on Michiana Sports Leader. WSBT is always with us, Tim Firestone and John Foster. Gentlemen, welcome. That was a fun weekend last weekend watching the Masters. That was one of the best Masters, and I say that every year, but it, but it really was this year. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really great. Those, to, those guys know how to put on a show. Yeah, they really do. It was great to see the camaraderie between those two. You felt like they were really rooting for each other, yet they were really they were. Yeah, they got a lot of criticism from uh, Stephen A. Smith, who's a golf expert. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my, uh, right. Yeah, the next day he's just hammering them, saying they're not they're not athletes. They were kind of rooting for each other there. Well, what's wrong with yeah, that? Nothing wrong with no, that no, at, all. at all. Nothing wrong with that. It was it was great fun to watch. Now, uh, Sergio obviously got a big monkey off his back. He's thirty seven or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, been around for almost 20 years and had not been able to win a major until now. So what does this mean for Sergio? Well, I think um, for Sergio, I don't know that it meant, I mean, I'm sure it meant a lot to him, but at the end of the day, I think uh, some of his comments that, you know, uh, his bank account was doing just fine. He felt like he lived a pretty good life even yeah. without having the major. And while it was certainly uh, obviously thrilling and great for him, I don't know that it was uh, life changing necessarily in the world, but. Yeah, most people talk about well, they're you know they're going to open the floodgates now. He's going to win a bunch of majors. I don't think he cares. Unlike a lot of guys that okay, now I can really get cranking. I think he's been d- deprived for so long, and the best player without a major, like you said, he's glad to get the monkey off his back, and it'll be business as usual, which is I think it's kind of healthy because mm-hmm. uh, he does you know he's getting that married. might make it easier for him to win. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, exactly. You've heard uh, the guys talk before about you know I wasn't even thinking of winning i was just you know concentrating on what i do do it the best and all of a sudden it happened so yeah i mean i'm happy for him i think we talked to the show last week about um i think he had the reputation of, uh, and rightly so as a whiner when he first came up a bit of a sore loser um but he's gotten it together and and i cited scott gump who is our assistant men's coach at notre dame who played on tour and played with uh sergio and played at the masters how popular he is among the other players and you never really get that sense yeah. you know mm-hmm. they never convey that and uh, the media even like a lot yeah. of the media that he, i've heard i mean he doesn't hold back that's one reason he got labeled i think as a whiner is that he wasn't afraid to say what he felt and as a result he got lambasted for it yeah. so yeah i think i think 90 percent of the people there were pulling for him yeah it was funny i was at a restaurant and watching it um and it didn't even get the restaurant sense that it, or bar too. Well, uh, 
Oh, it was a, there was food? a restaurant. Yeah, they served okay. food. But all right, I guess you could. Call <laughs> I it was. I happened to be, believe it or not, sitting at the bar oh, yeah, at a oh, restaurant. Wow, that's but, amazing. But yeah. I didn't feel like anybody. There was probably 10, 15 people sitting around, and you didn't really feel like anybody was, you know, cheering or even paying attention to the tournament, yeah. other than me. And then when he made that putt on eighteen, yeah. the place exploded. It's like, <laughs> where do these golf fans come from? Well, they're <laughs> golf fans. Well, geez. Yeah, they're not doing that's, cheers and stuff. Oh, that's, that's a good point. There, pl- I, I didn't hear <laughs> yeah, the golf clap over, over there, but you know, it's it's crazy, but. Sergio's biggest Achilles heel is whole crew's been his putter and it almost haunted him again. <laughs> well, I, if, if I, they were taking bets on that putt before he hit it, I'm like, there's no way he's going to make this. Yeah. He just cannot. I mean, if no. you look back well, the at one on, Newsty, You're yeah. talking about the one on 18 the before first, the first yeah, time the first around. Time but, you around. know, the thing that's kind of been overlooked, I, I, I mean, I noticed it. The last six iron shots he hit were perfect. And they you were. go back, you know, you 13 was, you know, he was so fortunate to make mm-hmm. par there. And I also say people tend to forget the ball hanging up in the rough on Saturday on ten or on thirteen where it could roll back in the water. It was kind of a Freddie Couples moment mm-hmm. having him on twelve the year he won. But fourteen, he hit it to six feet. Fifteen, I almost jarred it in two. Yeah. Almost sixteen, he was what, four to five feet. Yeah. Seventeen, twelve feet, but that was the closest anybody had been all day. And then yeah. the shot at eighteen and then yeah. in the playoff. The, the last thing. six yeah. iron shots he hit were absolutely perfect. They were. So it was he he wasn't, it was ball striking's never been the question. It's that's the, true. That's right. You know, the putty missed on sixteen. You, I mean Oh yeah. I, I, I just said that he's gonna miss this to the right. There's no way he's gonna make it. And he fanned it and <laughs> missed it to the right. And then even the stroke he made on 17, did oh, you see was, that? Yeah, like he took good. the putter way back on the inside yeah, and kind of see. this. He it was a 12-footer. He left yeah. it four feet short. Yeah. So. No, it, I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. Um, no. But, I again, I'm, I'm happy the guy won. And I, do you remember they were talking about Crenshaw and him play together at Austin Golf Club the week before. I couldn't figure out why he would have been with Ben in Austin. Well, his girlfriend – Oh, that's played right. at UT. Ah. okay. And her parents lived there, so he was visiting the parents. Her dad played quarterback. Yeah, yeah he was a quarterback, and yeah. her, um, I think her grandfather was an athletic director there mm-hmm. at, at Texas. So uh, Ben went out and played with him. And made the comment he's never seen anybody strike the ball better than Sergio. And wow. Ben seems to have a, a penchant for picking <laughs> winners like that. So I think the Crenshaw magic. Rubbed now off I got to talk for a minute about uh, about Justin Rose and the fabulous round he played. Mm-hmm. Other than that tee shot on 18 in the playoff. That was really the one bad yeah. shot I saw him hit. Uh, and he what can you say? Sergio, I think. I mean, I know the score was the same, but early, I mean, when they made the turn, I thought there's no way Justin Rose is going to lose this thing. Mm-hmm. He was doing everything right. And I don't know if he got rattled or he's, it's just golf, but it had to really bug him a little bit, like on 13. He yeah. probably thought he had it at that point. And yeah. to see that turnaround and Sergio to make par, I think, was all the difference in the world. So, Yeah, he's a great player, good ball, great ball striker. And he's not unpopular. I think they were saying people were rooting against him. I'm, I'm not so sure they yeah. were necessarily. He's not an unlikable figure. He's really a good dude, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. Let's talk also about Jordan Spieth for a moment because he went second, <laughs> win second the last couple of times. And once again this year, Number 12 got him. <laughs> what can you say about I, I that? I say it's different than last year because he wasn't going to win this year. I think it was a little bit I don't really care type of thing. I mean, I know he tries all the time, but it was a little bit different because it really didn't mean anything this year. He wasn't mm. going to win anything based upon yeah. the way he was he was playing, but also it didn't seem to bother him a whole lot either. No, I mean, that's golf, though, too. I mean, some days these guys, you get it going, and you get into a groove, and you get into a rhythm, and some days it's just not there. And yeah. well, most and he, that's and most he, days for John and I, where it's just not there. <laughs> right. But for these guys, sometimes you just don't have the mojo. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even you know, even Tiger in his prime didn't win them all. No, right. Uh, or even finish second in them all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a hard game. It, yeah, it is. It is a tough game. Rory McIlroy sort mm. of came from way back to finish for another very respectable finish, but he was pretty well out of it when that happened. It was, it was interesting. He got very little coverage. I know. Yeah. It was weird. You know, even when he was, I was a little surprised playing well. That. You yeah. didn't really see him because I thought going into that day with that with the group of well, with Jordan Spieth and. Ricky Fowler, I thought we wouldn't see anybody buck them. Right. But they shot themselves out of it pretty quickly. But, yeah, I can't tell you how Rory played or what the issue was. I didn't really see him in the early rounds just based on – I think Rory players. is becoming the new Phil Mickelson. I mean, yeah, it's so yeah. – he is so explosive and can make birdie after birdie after birdie. But then he's, you know, double here, you yeah. know, bogey here. And he just – he can't he, – he's, you know, kind of the exact opposite of a Jordan Spieth who's more Mr. Yeah. Consistent. Um but he's got the. I would still say to this point in time, he's got the most firepower on tour as There's far as no just going low and and being mm-hmm. able to 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 really uh, shoot a number. But he just he can't get to he can't keep any well, kind the, of consistency. The consistency is yep. the hard part. As yep. Phil, yeah, exactly. I also see a little bit of um, a flashback when I look at him. His body shape has changed as a la yeah, Tiger point. Woods. He concentrates mm. on a lot of lifting and mm-hmm. stuff. He's ripped. Um, I mean, he's, he he is, and I'm not so sure what that does for your golf game. I mm-hmm. think for his social life, maybe it helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, although his bank account can make say, up for about anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. He could look like Colin Montgomery and not have any issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got much more to come on the golf show as, as we try to keep things vaguely on the rails here. John Foster. And Tim Firestone with us. The Golf Show on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. And welcome back to The Golf Show on 96.1 FM, WSBT, Michiana Sports Leader. As always, Tim Firestone and John Foster with us here. I want to talk about the par threes at Augusta a little bit. And, John, you obviously have some experience uh, uh, with that. Uh, You know, the traditional final round pin placement was used at 16 on Sunday. Uh, letting players to kind of go off that bank and just roll the ball down near the hole. And Matt Kuchar really made it pay off. Uh, is that uh, when you played Augusta, mm-hmm. where was the pin? On Actually, 16? one of the days we played, it was they, they used that same hole location. And on 12, they used a Sunday location on the mm-hmm. same day. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't matter where the hole location was for me. <laughs> I, I tell the story about on 12 um, – they say, you know, Augusta Country Club is adjacent to the property there, but you can't see it. I saw it. <laughs> if, you, if you hit it 20 yards over the hole and you're up on the side of the hill and the azaleas, you, the you peek, you can see you the 10th green at Augusta Country Club. So I want to correct everybody when they say that. Um, they really are interesting holes. In 12, the, the, sun, or the wind was down all days we played, but it didn't really matter. If you look at the landing area based upon how that is angled, it's so narrow, you know, and and the last day I played, I had I hit it left, and it's just off the fringe, but you couldn't putt it, and I had to hit a chip, and, you know, that's not exactly my strength, and I think I took a three whacks at it because I was so afraid of going into Race Creek, yeah. and, yeah. and I, I think a lot of it was just in my head because they make such a big deal about 12 when you watch it. That I was just psyched out completely. It wasn't a hard shot at all. So I think well, people at home see, you know, 120 yard shot. And oh, like, how like, can what's you not? A problem, what's that? Yeah. Why can't? How can you not hit that green? Like, is that what? 
It's like 17 at Sawgrass. Yeah, it's, it's a 130 yeah. yard hole. But it's angled, right? It's angled, so the landing so area the length, actually is much smaller than Sawgrass. The, right. The, the, map, the length know. of the shot makes a huge difference, which what direction it, you hit it, right? Absolutely. And also, the wind is, does swirl down. Oh, there. boy. It's, it's so interesting about Augusta where I, there's not another golf course in the country other than one's home course where, John, you could say number 16 at Augusta, and everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the popularity of that event is that it returns to the same place every year. Now, Sawgrass does. I understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, everybody knows that golf course. Yeah. Isn't it? And they get 18-hole coverage as used to be. They would it, come on at what, 4 o'clock yeah. and get the last two hours, you know, right, back when right. you and I were somewhat Yeah, I mean, yeah, since, yeah, when I was somewhat young, mm-hmm. I could still, I could just see a camera shot and I know what hole it is it's on the amazing. back nine for sure no, absolutely right yeah um so it was it was really cool I mean I just uh I can't say enough about the place I, it wasn't hard I mean the putting was hard but it's such an enjoyable golf course to play if you play the proper tees you know, yeah yeah I didn't is there out. a flat lie anywhere on that not course? really on in some of the greens at least your your lies flat there's still undulations yeah. but Tee boxes are normally flat, and that's about it. That's it, huh? As, as television technology has gotten better, I think people can see more and more of the undulations and the elevation changes. You went, didn't you go down? And yeah, watch mm-hmm. it one time. It's, it's still the you still can't. Makes. Holy cow! Number ten's the one that that yeah, struck oh me the most. I yeah. mean, you know, it's downhill, goes on the <laughs> yeah. But when you're out there and you're walking the golf course and you're out there, it's like you have got to be kidding me! Amazing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's incredible the different elevation changes and and the undulations even on the green. So yeah. It's a scary, scary golf course to, to I mean, if, just looking at it on, on it. TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they grew the rough up there, that could really be an interesting event. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, and they've never done that, and they yeah. won't, I'm sure. I don't think. That's just not what they're about. You right. Know, that's not what the golf course is about. Yeah. Um, but anyway. All right. They, so 16 and 12 are obviously the marquee mm-hmm. par threes, but there are a couple the of others, too. The other two are really hard, by the way. Are they? T- well, yeah. okay, I mean, a quick word about yeah, them. Go ahead. No, four and six. Yeah. They've lengthened those to where four now is 220 or so. Yeah, when I played hole. it, I don't know, it was eight or nine years ago, it was, and, and we were playing the championship tees at 170 yards, uh, and there's nowhere on that green where you can get a good look at the hole, no matter what the hole location is. It's it, it's a it's really hard. And then you go to six, which is okay. It's a little bit I, – I would draw a corollary to um, number three at Timmy's course with the two tiers. If you get on the wrong tier – if you, when it's below, you, you see they make birdies and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's usually back right, right. Mm-hmm. on Sunday. And To get on that right level oh yeah, is really hard. If you go hard. long, I mean, there's just no way you can keep it on the top tier. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, uh, those are really hard holes. I think they'd be a lot more popular and a lot more recognizable if they were in the back nine, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But they're a lot harder than either 12 or 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the point of Augusta is that there are birdies to be had yes, on the back that's nine. Right. It's designed that way. Yeah. It's it, it. You know, that's part that's of the attraction. That's why we always get a good show. That's why yeah. we get a good yeah. show yeah. on Sundays. No it's because doubt. somebody's going to go low on the back nine. Uh, I didn't. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Nor the front nine, you man. Know to notice, I've you went low on the nineteenth hole. I, I went low on the par three, though. I really <laughs> I had a lot of greens there. Well, uh, Kucher, uh, of course, Kucher put the ace in. Uh, beautiful shot. You know, it sort of reminds you of the Nicholas shot. That uh, you know, yeah. be right, it is, <laughs> and, and it was. But uh, you know, with that, with that hole. Mm-hmm. If the hole if the hole's not on the Sunday placement, it's a very different it's hole not to play, very exciting. isn't it? Yeah, because they can never get the ball close, and that that 
The front, that front right position is almost impossible, it's, and even is. that back right's tough too. Yeah, but. so I, that, I mean, they, there's a reason they go back to that every Sunday. Um, and there's usually a hole in one almost every man. year. It seems like last year, yeah. remember the one that Ricochet, who I forget who that was. There was one year where they made, had three, three races yeah. in one day there. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you, Matt Kuchar is a sponsor's dream. I don't know. Did you see the interview after the round? No. When he said, by the way, d- could you see the Bridgestone logo? And did it slowly <laughs> yes, I did roll see that. Bridgestone had to just I be high-fiving yeah. each other. Yeah. And then when he went over and gave it to the kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that is Matt Kuchar. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just knows about the right thing to do at the right time. So he's hard not to like. Yeah. yeah he he's sure another is. one that is, uh, yeah. needs to win a major. I, you I know agree. what I mean? He's yeah. a good enough player to do it. And, and that's the kind of golf course where you think he might do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got it. Yeah, we got a long list of people that we think yeah, should win true. majors, but that there, is true. there's only four a year to be had, yeah. uh, and fewer than that when Tiger's in his prime. <laughs> uh, so you that know, I, I, you know, you see a lot of players out there. I mean, I, I remember back in the '90s, we were all talking about how many majors was Davis Love going to win. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it, you know, well, you wonder if, if uh, Dustin Johnson was healthy, would Sergio have yeah. won his first yeah. major? I mean, it's you just got to get so question. many breaks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Always got to be some luck yeah. involved. <laughs> All right, it's the golf show on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. I'm John Hoffman filling in for Darren Pritchett, John Foster, Tim Firestone with us. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the golf show on 96.1 FM, WSBT, Michiana Sports Leader. John Hoffman in for Darren Pritchett with John Foster and Tim Firestone, our regulars on the show here. I want to talk a little bit about putting on fast greens. Now, we don't have anything the equivalent of Augusta around here, but some greens are faster than others. And I guess I want to ask each of you for your thoughts on how you go about dealing with it when it's a little faster than you're used to. Well, I think um, uh, the first thought I wanted to bring up to everybody listening is, you know, to the uh, average golfer, um, um, everybody kind of freaks out about a fast green. And the reason they freak out is because they don't play on, they're not used to playing on fast greens. The PGA Tour players play on fast greens every week. Is Augusta a little quicker? Probably, but they're used to that. And I think, you know, amateur golfers here aren't used to that. So when they do get a chance to play uh, at a golf course with fast greens, then it really kind of freaks them out. So um, I wanted to make that comment mm-hmm. before starting about the actual technique. But I think at the end of the day, and the technique um, is. It's, it's going to sound stupid, but just hit it softer. I mean, it really is about feel. And Gee, not, thanks, and Tim. Not, I mean, no, Tim. Tim's right. I can't tell not, you to change your grip. You don't want to change your grip. You don't want to, you know, hit it off the the heel or use yeah. a different. I mean, there's all those. You just need to get used to the speed and hit it softer. If you watch any week on the tour, but especially at Augusta or whatever, watch the length of the backstroke on the putter for most professionals. Mm-hmm. What, what the amateur does, if the greens are a little bit faster, they take a, a foot and a half backstroke and or back, and then they slow down into and they accelerate, accelerate into the ball. Decelerate. Yeah. And yeah, that's bad it, news, it's right? It's really hard for them to take a four-inch back, you know, take it back four inches and then accelerate through the ball. And even on slow greens, you have to accelerate or the ball's not going to go where you want. Mm-hmm. So just watch that next time you're watching. And then go out and try to make a – Four inch, you know, take a four foot putt or something. Even on three, four footers, people normally have the same length of backswing, and it's just the degree to which they ease into it, which is not going to be very successful. So I know, I bet Tim would agree. I would much rather play on fast greens mm-hmm. than than the slow ones because if you think about it, 
the margin for error on a four inch to five inch backswing versus a 12 to 14 inch backswing. What are the odds you're going to hit the ball squarely with the right acceleration with it? It's a heck of a lot easier. And then just you got to pick the right line and not be afraid of having a three footer or so coming back. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of amateur golfers are just worried about making sure they get it close. They don't have to have them hit another three footer. Where, yeah. you know, these guys, you know, and and good players, you know, they make ninety eight percent of four and five footers. Then they're gonna hit, they're gonna hit the putt like they want to make it, and they may go three feet by. You know, how many, the, the the weird thing about Augusta, and, and granted, the greens weren't as quick when I was there, but I didn't have a tap in all week. And you watched on Sunday. How many? Three inch tap ins? Did you see? You don't see. You them. don't no. see them. You j- you you have no, two you to don't. three to four footers. Yeah. Regardless, and that's what killed me down there. I mean, the number of three putts I had, I I can't imagine, and they weren't because, you know, I had forty five footers my first putt. You just can't leave the ball around the hole, yeah. and that makes it very difficult. All right. Now, typically the pros are playing on greens that are running what about a twelve on the stem, yeah, something probably, like that, yeah. ten to twelve. Yep. What do what the greens normally run high season at, at Warren and at Blackthorne? We have two different green uh, complexes and green, you know, the, the mm-hmm. green complexes. If I go to 11, we're looking at five-hour rounds because um, yeah. of the undulation because, yeah. in our green. And, again, the local and amateur golfer is not used to right. playing on. Sure, sure. And the greens. size of the greens, too, because you don't hit as many greens at, at mm-hmm. Warren as you do Blackthorne, so the chips are more difficult on a, on a fast green. So we're good at ten and a half, even mm-hmm. for collegiate events. We'll go near eleven. Uh, the USGA and we've talked at length about this. Even for the Senior Open, we're not going to go over eleven because it becomes goofy golf at that time. Tim's got a totally different animal out there, but yeah, we still ahead. try to keep it the same thing. I mean, we yeah. we find a, a, a direct correlation of um, yeah. pace of play based upon uh, speed of greens. Like, for example, we've hosted college tournaments where we tried to really get them going, and we had them twelve, twelve and a half. And we had a young lady, I remember, in a tournament that made like a 13 on number 18 because it just kept putting yeah, it all no over the green. The I mean, some settled. Blackthorn's got some holes there, too, where, you know, you just can't keep it yeah. on, the, on the right shelf. You're in trouble. But typically, you know, we'll keep it, you know, nine and a half or 10 um, for everyday play. And then the LPGA Symmetric Tour yeah. event, um, we get it cranked up a little bit closer to 12. But you know, it's um, it's really interesting. We, about four years ago, we did a, a real informal survey. It was a real, but we gave it to every player. It came off the course, and you know it's uh, three questions. It was very simple, but basically, you know, if there was anything you could improve about the golf course, what would you do? Fifty mm-hmm. percent said the greens need to be faster. The other fifty percent said the, the greens need to be slower. <laughs> and Tim and I deal with that all the time. Yeah. If that, if that's what they're complaining about, I'm good. If that's yeah. the only thing they have to complain about, but invariably you get people that like fast greens, you people that don't like them. Mm-hmm. And there, there's nobody said the green speed was perfect. You just never yeah. hear that. The other problem too, and John and I have, and uh, is that Augusta National plays probably eight thousand rounds a year, at maybe most, yeah, maybe less. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah. Y- you yeah. can't keep yeah. greens yeah. at twelve and thirteen yeah. uh, when you're doing thirty thousand rounds of golf. Yeah. It just uh, mm-hmm. something's not gonna gonna work out there. You won't have any grass left. So yeah. that's the other reason. It's very stressful. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, the way around it, uh, to a degree, is we, you know, a roller. We have, we purchase rollers, and that helps because it doesn't stress the grass out, and you'll pick up a foot or so for every time you roll it. But to Tim's point, um, the foot footprinting and the traffic on the greens, the, the grass is already stressed when it's mown to, you know, one-sixteenth of an inch, as most right. bent, bent grass is. Uh, yeah, you, we just can't do that. Yeah. 
Well, I remember I I was in Memphis for a number of years, uh, the PGA Tour event mm-hmm. down there. Yep. Uh, they had bent greens for a long time, and the heat would just kill them. Mm. They, yep. The course was uh, – the greens were so soft yep. because they had to keep them watered to keep them alive. And finally, they decided to go with Bermuda greens. Mm-hmm. And when they made that change, the course automatically got – about five shots yeah. tougher for the pros. It, it, it's interesting. Uh, my brother is a member at TPC Southwinds, where they play the yeah, FedEx that's right. in Memphis. Love and that they, course, by the it's way. It's a great golf course. It used to be a bad thing. It's like, God, we had to go to Bermuda. But the <laughs> new varieties of Bermuda. Yeah, not tip, as grainy. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. you can get them much faster and you get bent green. So mm-hmm. uh, that's come a long way. But back when you were talking about, John, I'm guessing it was like they were resigned to the fact that they had to do Bermuda because of the grain and everything Tim referred to, but anymore it's not a bad thing necessarily. Well, it's yeah, certainly. I mean, it's it's improved that course a lot. Yeah, in absolutely. Terms of, yeah, in yeah. terms of the play. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is a uh, comment I heard from Lauren Roberts a number of years ago, who was, of course, one of the great Memphis. putters yeah. on tour uh, in his in mm-hmm. his prime. The boss of the moss. <laughs> yeah, right. The boss of the moss, <laughs> and they asked him to uh, coach amateurs on putting. And he just had one sentence, grind on the speed. Uh, okay. That was his yeah. comment, just grind on the speed, because if you get the speed right, if the line's off, you're still only yeah. going to be a foot or two from the hole. Yeah, I mean, I listened to what Lauren Roberts said. An <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incredible source. Um, yeah, I think that is the case. I mean, I think most three putts are due to a speed issue rather than a directional issue. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's why we have, you know, we, we keep our, Practice putting green at the same speed as the as the ones on the golf course. I would hope so. I well, kind of a lot of places that. don't. You'd be surprised. And yeah. then really? you walk out on the first green, it's like, oh, what happened cow. there? So take the time to you know take a few putts before the round. You're not taking putts to check your stroke. It's the same thing that if you go to the driving range prior to your round, you probably shouldn't be there working on something. You should be there to warm up and to get your confidence up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think it's imperative for golf courses. I think there's an obligation to have your Practice green the same speed as the greens on the golf course, but believe me, it isn't always the case. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, and when when you so the time to practice uh, and work on stuff is after the uh, round, either after or between rounds. Between you know, rounds, I yeah. mean, the day off or whatever else. But if you're and they even said it down there, as a matter of fact, they were talking about one player in in particular that showed up on Monday and was working on something, and they're like, "There's no way he's gonna make the cut," and sure enough, he didn't. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So so that happens. Yep. All right. So basically, it comes. <laughs> you're 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 telling us just slow it, slow down your stroke. There you go. Hit a, make make Hit it a shorter, shorter stroke. Yeah. And yep. And again, if you're going to go to a golf course where you're playing fast greens, to John's point, you mm-hmm. got to get there and you got to practice. You got to yeah. get used to it. That's really all it is. I know that sounds really simple and. Um, like yeah. we're being kind of funny with well, it, but it's, it's true. It's just it's what you're used to. You know, I've I've gone around with our golf coaches at times about they'll go to another golf course where the greens are faster than ours, and which is typical this time of year. If you're going south, I mean, we can't yeah. keep ours mowed down this time of year. We'll lose them, and they'll come back and say, you know, our kids just weren't used to those that speed in the greens. Well, you should be able to adjust. I mean, after you've knocked the first three putts ten feet by, you think it would register. And I, it just boggles my mind that, and, 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 you know, it's, we're not screaming at each other, but there's always a struggle on, we would like you to get this golf course representative, what it's going to be like at, um, uh, you know, our course, the course in Florida where they're playing. Yeah. Okay. It ain't yeah. going to happen. 
the green uh, the, I mean, grass types are different mm-hmm. and the, the climate is different. So, you know, you got to be able to adjust too. They're not all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, uh, your course, your courses hit, uh, obviously you're, you're opening in April, uh, or earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the course is not grown in the way it's going to be later on when, when the weather gets a little warmer. True. So, uh, actually Warren and Blackthorn are in perfect condition. Yeah. yeah. Always. Always. I understand. We, we I understand have the that. dome we use this <laughs> winter. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but what, a, what, a amateur players need to remember about playing mm. early in the season versus playing midsummer. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah, thank wow. you. We yeah. didn't even pay him to ask that. He just came <laughs> up with that one on his own. I love it. Well, it, I'm a bad golfer. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> well, I think the first thing is um, to be patient. I mean, when we're opening up the golf course uh, this year, we opened in February. John didn't get open quite that early, but when we're opening a golf course in February and we have you know, three guys on the maintenance crew. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to get the golf course in, yeah. in tournament conditions. And um, so I would say, you know, be patient. We're not going to cut the greens every day. The grass isn't even growing, really. Right. Um, we're not going to change the cups every day. We don't, right. you know, we're not going to have all the bunkers raked. Things are going to, it's going to, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And um, just be happy that you're out yeah. there in February. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, we didn't open in February. I didn't want the flack, basically. But, um, and we make, we make adjustments to the price depending upon the conditions. So, mm-hmm. you know, the you proverbial go. spring rates. I, one thing I've gone to, though, both in the spring and fall, I haven't picked drop-dead dates for those. I base it upon the course condition. And, like, last fall, we went into November without kicking in fall rates because the golf course was in perfect shape due to the warm yeah. fall we had and stuff. Yeah. And this spring, you know, I'm, we're not ready for it yet, but it yeah. won't be long before we kick into full rates, too. So... Um, you know, we're not asking you to come out and drop down full rates and, like Timmy said, change the cups every third day or so. We're just opening to give you the opportunity to get out and play. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, so be patient. Yeah. You know, there's a thing called winter rules. A lot of groups play by where you so can. They play uh, those in June, J- oh. July, <laughs> August. <laughs> That's a good point. What am I talking about? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we learn. We yeah. learn as we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the golf show. Tim Firestone, John Foster with us. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett on Michiana Sports Leader 96.1 FM WSBT. Welcome back to the Golf Show on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSPT. John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett with John Foster and Tim Firestone. John, of course, with Warren and uh, Tim with Blackthorn Golf Club here in uh, the South Bend area. Guys, let's uh, take a look at the rest of the season. We're already, with this wraparound season, it's making me crazy. We're, all, we're getting close yeah. to halfway through the season already. And uh, I just wanted each of you to give me some thoughts on uh, on you know, who the players are you're watching going going the rest of the way. I think if um, <clears throat> Dustin Johnson can stay on his feet and not fall down the stairs, <laughs> yeah, would help. Um, he, <laughs> I don't think that anybody is going to be able to challenge him for player of the year, and, um, and, and he should be in contention in every major that's left. He just drives the ball so far and so straight, and now he's found a putter that he can make putts with that uh, he's kind of Tiger-esque here. Yeah. Um, you know, the last um, six, 12 months here, he's just, he's a freak of nature. Yes, he is. And if he loses, it's usually because he beat himself. Mm-hmm. It's not doing something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's playing great. And I think all the other guys are, you know, the, the Jordan Spieth's playing well. And um, I think some of the notables maybe to talk about that aren't playing as well as you, I thought Bubba Watson seems yeah. to really be struggling right now, not playing really good golf. Uh, Jason Day's 
had some issues with yeah. both off the course and on the course. Yeah. Um, and then McElroy's just kind of up and down here and there. Um, Matsuyama uh, started out really hot. And yeah. Hasn't played quite as well. But there's a lot of firepower on the PGA Tour right now. I mean, a lot of guys well, sure uh, really, really can go low and play play some. And some of these young guys, I mean, we've had, what, three 59s yeah. in the last 12 well, months Je- or whatever? Justin and, Thomas is just, mm-hmm. talk about a freak of nature. I mean, he's a tiny little guy, and he hits it a mile. Yeah. Did now. you see the uh, – um, every the last couple of years they've taken a spring break yeah, trip with yeah. um, Jordan Spieth and – and Justin Thomas and um, I can't. There's two or three or yeah, four of them that go on a little spring oh, trip. Uh, Ricky, I think. Ricky Fowler, yeah. So after yeah. the Masters, they go to some Caribbean island. Uh-huh. So they 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 tweet out pictures of their you know jumping off the, the roof into the pool at the right. place they're staying. Yeah. Well, yesterday Gary Player sends out a tweet of him in a speedo. Thanks for the invite to spring oh, break. That's, oh, that's hilarious. Great. It was awesome. Oh, that's that was really cool. And that, he's probably in better shape than those guys uh, are, yeah. but it was pretty funny <laughs> the jab there. But all right, so those are the uh, those are the top guys. The thing about the PGA Tour is though that there are guys that. I've never heard of that just turn up. <laughs> I know. Uh, I on know. on almost a weekly basis, there's somebody in contention, and I'm going, who's this guy? I think a part of that is that there's a lot of people playing in Europe, developing their game, coming over, and you think they're rookies, yet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Peter Uline's kid, what's his name? Mm-hmm. I can't even think of the, the head of Titleist who's played in four years over there, and now he's starting to play over here. Um, there's also, like John Rahm, if you follow mm-hmm. college golf, nobody's surprised by that. Because he was such a dominant, dominant player yeah. in college. So I think for the casual viewer, it's like these guys are popping up out of nowhere. But I think for people that follow golf intently, there's not as many surprises necessarily. But to your point, John, there are just a, a boatload of people that can play. And it's much deeper than it used to be. I don't care what mm-hmm. anybody says. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. How, yeah, you say it, it, the tour is a lot There's deeper. No I mean, doubt. how is there sort of a line where you sort of saw it getting tougher? Is it just sort of been a gradual process over the last 20, 30 I think it's years? It's gradual based upon things such as, you know, Tim's six years old. Okay, I'm going to concentrate on golf. And we see him in junior events and everything else. So they spend their whole preteen years playing in AJG events across the country. Then they go on to college, which is a great free way to hone your game and by the time they get to the professional ranks nothing seems to rattle them they've played golf every day for the last 10 years i mean that wasn't the case back whenever right you know like like jack nicholas played four sports and tim and i both played other sports mm-hmm. um unfortunately we we're better at the other sports <laughs> than with golf but i think maybe that's it john is is more specialization mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh and uh, the fact that uh, there's better nutrition, there's oh, yeah. better equipment. How, how big a difference has the equipment made? I, you know, I think it matters a lot. I think more so than the equipment, it's the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, with the, the track man and the other. The technology. Of, the technology mm-hmm. to, ana- to analyze uh-huh. what's happening in and the golf swing. the right equipment in your hands. And, and then from that, you can put the right equipment in. I don't care what how great a driver you have. you got the wrong shaft in it. It's not going to work for you. Yeah. So. I've been amazed at what you can do with a track man to change people's game, basically. It'll tell you what's wrong with them. They spin the ball too much. They're hitting it too low. Uh, it's just amazing. And I, I know enough when I use it to be dangerous. I really would like to know more about <laughs> it. But, yeah. the, the, uh, the thing that strikes me, you know, I've been seeing some of this stuff about Jack Nicholas that's running on Golf Channel mm-hmm. right now. And you go back to when he was a young guy uh, and he was hitting – 
those 340-yard drives. And I think, what was he hit? What right. ball was he hitting? What club was he using to do that? It was. It's amazing. It's it, it's incredible. Well, a couple things. Yes, it was incredible. He was that much longer than everybody else he was playing with. Um, but the reason I think he was hitting those yardages was the irrigation. Yeah, there wasn't. There was yeah. no irrigation. Oh, <laughs> so hard as a, hard as a rock. Hard ground. Like Lots of countertop was part hurt. of it. I don't but think still, the carry he was, was still forty yards yeah. longer than anybody sure. else he played with. So, yeah. and if Jack, so if Jack would have been in this era when he was in his prime with this technology, he probably would have been the longest player. Yeah, too. that's true. That's a really good point. But I did see he would hit his uh, again. It's probably a lot of its roll, but he hit a one iron two eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. It really is. I could do that on a runway at an airport and it wouldn't go 285. The, uh, but the, you know, the, the competition overall was not nearly as tough in his day. I agree. And that, and that makes you wonder if Jack in his prime today could be possibly as dominant. He he couldn't win 18 majors. No. There's there's no way. I think he would probably admit that. I don't know. Yeah. He's pretty... Egotistical, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, that he would admit true. that at all. But yeah. there was five or six guys that could beat him, you know, on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. Mm-hmm. We're on the PGA Tour today. I mean, yeah, it, 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 anybody can get hot and go super mm-hmm. low and, and sneak out a victory. Yeah, so. 50, 60 guys out there any given week I, can turn I, up and I win. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 So it's so it's a different world. All right, guys, let's wrap up the show with some thoughts about what's coming up at uh, at. at uh, your various installations, John, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're obviously open for play. I will say that starting the mid-May through the 1st of June, we're a ghost town. The students have left. Left. It's a really great time to come out. And secondarily to that, the uh, we have a plenty of 2019 U.S. Senior Open Apparel. It's starting to roll in. Come on out and take a look. Maybe buy something. So well, there you go. You'd okay. appreciate that. Uh-huh. All right, It'd be too. great. Go on, Tim. You've got to follow that. Go yeah, on. Wow. Let's hear it. Uh, the course is open. It's in great shape. Um, we've got our Blackthorn cards uh, on sale where you can play for um, discounted rates all the way up until May 1st. So take advantage of uh, of that. And uh, we've made some um, small changes to the golf course with some uh, tree removal. Um, so come on out. Check it out. A couple of the holes look uh, really different. Um, I think everybody will enjoy it. And uh, actually, the golf course is in. <laughs> Remove the tree on five, by the way? No. Oh, okay. I was that, hoping for that. Yeah, I think there would be some backlash on that one. <laughs> Might be, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, of course, in great shape. Um, um, grass is growing, and um, we're uh, already in prep mode. We are uh, doing some bunker renovations uh, on our 14th and 15th hole, so we have a little bit of ground repair. This is great project time for mm-hmm. golf courses. I think mean, John's got some projects going mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, if you hit it in the bunker on 14 or 15, you get a free drop. There so you go. It'll save you a shot. Outstanding. <laughs> Tim Firestone, Blackthorn, Sean Foster with Warren. Thanks, guys, as always. Thank you, John. This Thanks, the, John. This is the Golf Show on 96.1 FM WSBT, Michiana's sports leader.
everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 